With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Morning, animal advocates everywhere, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and this is going to be an extra special program today. You know, when I was growing up, I had a pet rooster and a pet hen. They were so cool, and everyone in my neighborhood just loved them, even though technically we weren't allowed to have them since they were classified as livestock and not pets under the city's code. In fact, had there been a nasty neighbor who complained that resulted in me having to give up my pets, I would have been devastated. Well, today, Michael Resk of Newport Beach will be recounting a similar story, but sadly, he did have a neighbor who complained, and he had to find a new home for his pets. He'll be sharing a little about that experience in just a bit. And after our halftime break, longtime pet place friend Deborah Turner has some great news about a new little pal that she just adopted, whose story is very similar to Wee Wee Willie, Deb's little handicapped celebrity dog who has inspired so many people. So keep your radio tuned right here to K Mozart, and we'll get started after a very quick break. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'd like to welcome Michael Resk to the Pet Place. Hi, Michael. Thanks for joining us this morning. Well, thanks for having me. Well, I have been following the story of the Goldenrod Six for quite some time now, and I think it's a, a great story that I'd like for you to share with our listeners. So first of all, who are the famous Goldenrod Six? Well, they were my they were my pet chickens that uh, lived off of Goldenrod in Corona Del Mar with me up until recently, until the city made them go Aww. away. So, did you um, get them all as chicks? Oh, they they were all little tiny chicks um, that you know I could fit you know one or two in my hand when when I got them. Well, what made you decide to get six little chicks? <laughs> well. Despite the fact that it, it makes for a, a good story or intro, but uh, it uh, I, I thought they would just be interesting. I, I had an unusually large yard, front and backyard for the area, mm-hmm. and uh, um, there were dogs up and down, uh, and I, I thought they would be you know interesting to have, fun to see. Um, I did have a, a big uh, pest problem as well as you can imagine with the amount of dogs, mm-hmm. um, so. Um, I'd read that they they were good with pests and getting rid of spiders and you know all that kind of stuff. Plus the they were you know chicken manure as as you know is extremely good for uh, soil and 
Okay. So yeah, so it just seemed like an all-around good idea at the time. <laughs> Where did you find them? Were they at an animal shelter? Did you go somewhere special to find them? How? How? Tell us that story. How did it all start? I, I you know, I, I looked around, and uh, there is a, a place called the Feed Barn in Newport, uh, and I uh, that's where I used to get the. Well, I still I did. I got their food and the, uh, you know, my cat's food at the time. And uh, they had mentioned there was a pet store uh, up uh, up in Orange, and uh, that's where I went and got them. Uh, was and, it? Uh, they, go ahead. I'm sorry. Was it around Easter time? Because I know a lot of places do have Easter chicks at Easter time, and we always usually discourage people from getting Easter pets because people don't really take them very seriously when they get them as little Easter gifts. But was it around Easter time when you adopted no, them? No, not, no, not at all. Um, you know, I, I wish I could tell you exactly what month it was. I would say it was probably closer to November. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, so um, I I know that I got them, and it was a little rainy uh, for the first couple weeks that I had them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they grew extremely rapidly. And, and did uh, they think you were their mom? Did they follow you everywhere? Well, I, I'd like to think they didn't think I was their mom. But, uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, they they would come when I would call them. Um, you know, if I walked into the yard, they they'd all they'd all kind of congregate around me. If I couldn't find them, I I just I'd call them. I called them the ladies, so I'd be I'd say you know ladies, 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 and and they'd come running it, uh, from wherever they were. Uh-huh. And you know, it was funny because I had to you know I had a brick walkway, and sometimes they would get going so fast that they would sort of lose their footing, oh, sort no. of like a like like a dog does on tile. Uh-huh. So it, it was it was really quite cute. Ah, you know, a lot of people think that chickens don't have personalities or intelligence. What would you say about that? Oh, they they absolutely do. Each one of them had individual personalities. Um, the the. Uh, and they, you know, some of them were more aggressive. It was, it was interesting because I would say a, a lot of the sayings that you hear um, about chickens, you, you really start to, to make some sense when you have chickens. There's, it's definitely the early bird that gets the worm, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, the, the pecking order and those side, those sort of things really come into play when you spend some time with your chickens. Wow. And did you find that that they had, they were affectionate, they were interested in you, they wanted. They wanted to spend time with you. Well, when they when they were young, and I I would equate it to when they were teenagers. Uh-huh. Oh, they 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 would run away from me like you know uh, just any other teenager would. But as as they got older and and they got to where they were about egg laying uh, age, uh, they they became more affectionate and they were you know they were easier to, to pick up and they they were quite domesticated. Wow. I you know they they would let me pick them up at, at any time and you know, carry them around, and occasionally, you know, they got so big that it would require two hands to carry them. Um, How did people respond to you having chickens as pets? What kind of reaction did you get? You know, the the entire neighborhood really appreciated it. It was, uh, um, I I let them free-range my yard, um, and uh, the the street that I lived on was, was a walk street, so we had a lot of foot traffic. And the, the kids just loved them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people would, if they weren't out, people would ask me where they were. Uh-huh. And uh, it was it was an extremely positive reaction. I think it was, you know, it was something that was different for the neighborhood and the environment. Obviously, uh, 
you know, us, you know, typically us being city folk, as we like to call it, uh, yeah. you know, it was just, it was something different. Even the dogs found him interesting. Most, <laughs> most city, most city dogs would just come and, and stare at him, but it was, I would say it was the highlight of most people's uh, walks and um, time in the area. Uh, and, and, and occasionally you would see people that would, would come from outside the, the neighborhood just to come and see the chicken. So wow. it was really kind of interesting. Now, when did things first take a turn for the worst? Well, I'd, I'd had them for about 18 months by now. And uh, I had uh, a neighbor who made a complaint, and that's kind of when it all went south. What was the complaint? I mean, they uh, don't make a lot of noise. I, I have had chickens myself, including a rooster, and and they don't really smell bad. So I, I can't imagine what anyone would be complaining about. Well, it's it's interesting enough that you brought that up because it was a noise complaint, of all things. Wow. So there was a, a complaint over noise, which we found a, a touch ironic, and most of the neighborhood did in so much is that w- what we considered the the complainer was uh, was probably the biggest offender on barking dogs at all hours of the day. Oh and, gosh! You know, but you know, un- unfortunately, I, I guess it's it's okay to have dogs that bark, but uh, chickens that might cluck from time to time are are unacceptable. Oh, that's that's. That's really quite a shame. And and then at that point, the city had no choice but to send somebody to your house and tell you that you're in violation of the codes. And well, yeah. Then what did exactly. you do? Yeah. Well, we uh, we initiated our Facebook page, which is the Goldenrod Six, the number six, mm-hmm. um, which, which currently has about 540 likes. <laughs> you know, we we put up what what I like to call gratuitous chicken. Uh, video and, and pictures um, <laughs> and, and uh, um, links to a lot of the stories mm-hmm. and, and and from there the uh, the media really uh, was fascinated with it we had three TV stations that came out and did a news piece I think it was about four newspapers um, and three I think three online news uh, um, people that uh, organizations that that got involved with it and followed the story as well Wow. And what finally happened? Why did the city council decide that you had to get rid of your chickens? Weren't they going to examine the code and see if it was antiquated? Well, that was that was the intent, and but I, I not to speak poorly of, of the city, but I, I think they they really tried to bury the whole event, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it the uh, the investigation I think was was not the best. So you finally were in the position where you've had these pets for a long time, you were attached to them, they were attached to you, and you had to find them a new home. What did you do? Um, I was actually approached by several uh, organizations. Uh, some some people suggested giving them to schools. Um, I really had wanted them to kind of stay you know, where the public could enjoy them as well, because that was really one of my intents with having them, was that I could enjoy them and the neighborhood could as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a large nursery that's uh, just up the street that we, we had spoken with, but they felt they weren't really qualified or, or um, set up to take them, plus they would have had a similar zoning issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were approached uh by the uh, Newport Beach Vineyards and Winery, which is in the Back Bay, which is zoned agricultural, um, and uh, 
they they have a large aviary, and uh, they wound up going there. Oh wow! And and how did the ladies uh, respond to their move? Well, it's uh, you know I think I might have taken it a little bit harder than they did. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael. <laughs> you know that, that's okay. It's um, but uh, you know there's an old rooster in there, um, and uh, I think he's about 14 years old and. He, he was he was very excited, you know, if, if not uh, to have six young six young ladies show up. But, you know, I think he he might have been close to having a heart attack. It was it was quite interesting because he almost fell over in the initial moments, about all sideways. But it was interesting to see him try and posture. But they weren't having any of it straight off the bat. That's wow. for sure. I know you had a lot of support from uh, the community on this uh, whole situation. Did anybody uh, come out to uh, send the ladies off to their new home? Oh, we had we had uh, um, an open house farewell uh, party that that extended over two days. And wow. on, the, uh, on the final on the final day, I would say there was probably about fifty or sixty people that showed up um, to see them off, and they were taken away in a in a limo and uh, <laughs> given the red carpet treatment. Oh, that's very sweet. Now you'll be able to visit them, right? Uh, yes. Um, actually, one of my neighbors, who um, I guess uh, her daughter is autistic, and she had been she had come over multiple times a week. Um, she still goes over there quite regularly and, and sees them and takes pictures. And she up, updates the the Facebook page with new new photos and information from time to time as well. Oh, that's so cool. Well, after going through this whole ordeal, what advice would you give to people who are considering adopting a non-traditional pet? Well, I, I think it's it's definitely one of those things that you you, you should go in with at least your uh, your eyes open. Um, I think it's 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 rewarding, um, and I I think you tend to to learn a lot more uh, than you anticipate in having some of these, especially. You know, chickens—they're—they're mm-hmm. extremely self-sufficient, but they're—they're—they're they're, they're quite entertaining. It was—it was a very interesting thing. People would come over, and we would be in the middle of a conversation, and, and all of a sudden, we would stop and just watch the chickens. And, <laughs> and it, you know, I, I equated it to, to much like having fish in an aquarium. It was just so relaxing to watch. Uh-huh. And uh, I think you find some of those, you know, enjoyment in some of those things that are, you know, as you put it, non-traditional. Yeah. Well, Michael, I'm sure it was hard to say goodbye to the girls, but it sounds like they have a wonderful and safe place to live out their lives where you can visit them. So thanks for sharing your story with us today. Well, my pleasure. Thank, thank you for taking the time. We need to take a very quick break now, but Deborah Turner will be here when we return to talk about a new little dog who is following in the footsteps and wheels of the famous Wheelie Willie. So keep your radio tuned right here where it is for more of the pet place here on K Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. Author and longtime friend of the Pet Place, Deborah Turner, is joining us now. Welcome back, Deborah. Thank you. Hi, everyone. So <laughs> glad that we're still in touch and that you are still on the air doing the phenomenal job that you do. Thank you, Deborah. And I know that we have a few new listeners out there who may not be familiar with 
Wheelie Willie. So I'm wondering if you could remind everybody who he was and all the special things the two of you did together. Oh, my goodness. Well, Wheelie Willie uh, was a darling little dog that I adopted, a little chihuahua that uh, had gone through some kind of abuse and needed a wheelchair to get around. Uh, He passed away in December of 2009 at the age of 22. So I had him about 20 years that, you know, actually changed my life. The little guy had such a joy of life, and he, he was such a motivational inspiration to so many people. Um, we, he got around with joy on his set of wheels. He was a therapy dog visiting people in the hospital. We were able to support a group of children in wheelchairs called Winners on Wheels for wow. many years. Uh-huh. And uh, so I have uh, three published books about uh, Willie, and uh, I still continue today to make author's appearances in regard to those children's stories. Wonderful. And, uh, and yeah. you've always been involved in humane activities and animal rescue and and animal shelters. And I know that after Wheelie Willie died, you needed a little bit of time to to heal, but I bet almost immediately people were contacting you and saying, hey, I've got this dog for you. You have to adopt. Well, you know, I do get calls from everybody, especially with disabled pets, Mm -hmm. thinking that I would be the only possible answer for (laughs) all of these wonderful animals. But you are. I wish I could take them all, but, you know, when that happens, it's a, a disaster, isn't it? I know a lot of people try to rescue too many animals, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't work either. Mm -hmm. But I was so heartbroken after losing Willie. Of course, I told everyone, never again. I was never (laughs) going to have another dog. I actually said that, Marie. Famous last words. Yes, indeed. And uh, it has been a couple of years now, and I want you to know that I have been taking animals for some shelters off the euthanasia list Mm -hmm. and and finding homes for them. Oh, so So you're doing some fostering. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. Well, on the anniversary of Willie's death this last year, December 22nd, um, uh, I got a call from our local shelter saying that they had a little animal whose time was up and uh, could I come and get him and, and foster him. So when I got there, he was this little three-pound oh, no. <laughs> chihuahua that had gone through something awful, and mm-hmm. he, he couldn't walk, and, uh, you know, he had little sores in his ears and rotten teeth and all of that. And, and he was uh, only three? Pounds. He oh, weighs three four pounds. pounds now. Okay, I've, okay. I've, so I went and got him, and, of course, my intention was to find a home for him, but I noticed I really didn't hurry to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I started taking him, you know, to doctors uh, and to try to find out what was wrong with him. Mm -hmm. And we did see an area in his spinal cord, but uh, without an MRI, uh, didn't, haven't made the uh, decision whether it's a trauma type thing or, uh, or some kind of disc problem. But he is fully back to walking now on his own. Wow. Yeah. He had a little wheelchair for about three weeks, uh-huh. made by Canine Cart Company, just like Willie's. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, sometimes the wheelchair, it takes the pressure off the spine 
so they can just get around and their body can be in the position it's supposed to. And sure enough, he's walking now on his own. I have heard that that is an excellent physical therapy for a lot of dogs who are kind of borderline and could possibly uh, regain their ability to walk. So that yeah. is so wonderful that yeah. it turned out that way. Yeah. And this is kind of funny. We He's already had his first airplane flight. We flew to Las Vegas on JetBlue. The pilot gave him a little set of wings for his first flight. Aww. And we actually went to work uh, with the canine car company at uh, the largest veterinary convention in Las Vegas. And so Willie was, I mean, Willie, I'm, I'm making that bad mistake, but <laughs> TB, his name is, it's, uh-huh. it's a Japanese word. It means little one. Aww. Well, he... Um, you know, was used as a demo for all of these veterinarians. He had, like, two laser treatments. Mm -hmm. He had a chiropractic procedure. He had acupuncture and electromagnetic uh, uh, pulse therapy. Wow. (laughs) So maybe all these things added up to Mm -hmm. how he's, getting around now as well. So. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And and you've decided to make him a permanent fixture in your family then? Yes. Well, there's a lot of synchronicities between us, besides the fact that I got him on the anniversary of Willie's death. One, he is exactly the same size, and he's wearing a lot of Willie's clothing now. <sighs> that I still had, and uh, he's brown, so he's not the same color, but, you know, he's giving me these piercing looks with his little eyes Uh that are so piercing that he looks right into me deeply. He's trying to tell me stuff, and uh, so one day I looked at him, and I thought, I thought I saw Willie in there. It scared me to death. Wow. And uh, also... You know, since I fell down the stairs with Willie in my arms that last year and broke my leg, mm-hmm. well, I think that I overcompensated on the right side of my body, and I'm having some kind of terrible, like, sciatica type oh, of no. pain. Yeah, from the hip through to the knee. Wow. And uh, that is exactly where this little dog is hurt. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and so, you know, a lot of the pet... Uh, you know, communicators have told me that dogs often um, absorb people's pains and anxieties. Hmm. So then when I got this little dog that at the same time seemed to be having some of the same symptoms that I'm having, I thought that was kind of weird. (laughs) Well, are you getting better? Well, you know, not yet. Oh. No, I'm uh-huh. working on it, though. Uh-huh. I just need to keep working on it. I sure have spoken with a lot of people that have had this, and they tell me you could have it for, like, a long time, like six months or a year or a year and a half, and I'm thinking, gee, I hope not, but, you know, I'm I'm so active and really athletic, but... And you know. I understand that uh, you're going to the training with your new little one, for yes. therapy dog, good citizenship, all that good stuff. Oh yes, we're we're just gonna do it all because it makes having a pet so rich and fulfilling mm-hmm. that you can share them with someone. You can share them with someone and and make a difference for someone else. And how is he responding to all of this? New life, this whole oh. new world that you're opening up. Is yeah, he yeah. Imagine happy? It. His life has changed so much. Since I've had him, I mean, 
you know, we, we went in and had his little dentistry. He had five of those teeth pulled. Oh, no. And his, his skin is cleared up with the good food he's eating. He mm-hmm. gained a pound. Mm-hmm. He's walking. I mean, you can imagine the changes. And he goes with me now to schools every day. He's petted by, you know, a ton of kids. So he's got a great personality, though. Oh, he's got a great little personality. Plus, he's playful. Uh-huh. And I like to tell people that, you know, small dogs, really do not know they're small, mm-hmm. and large dogs <laughs> really do not know they're large. That's right. So he loves all other animals, and he's in there with the big guys. Wow. Laying up a storm, and uh, you have to keep an eye on him that no one steps on him, because uh, he sure loves to, you know, give it his best shot out there. And, you know, also, they never have in their mind that they're disabled. A dog never ever thinks that. Mm-hmm. They never think they're, that they can't do something. If they want to do something, they just do it in whatever way they can. So right. they never look at themselves as disabled. Absolutely not. And do you have some uh, new plans for some new books with new oh, adventures? Oh, my goodness. You know, everybody's asking me that. But, you know, I think that when we get together for any kind of relationship, mm-hmm. um, that it's it's kind of nice to take it slow and uh, see how it all comes out without having all of these uh, plans on it and ideas of the way that it should go. You know, I I think I had this amazing experience with Willie, and, you know, now this is a totally different dog. Sure. And mm-hmm. he has a lot of, the, of of similar features, but he definitely is not like Willie. He's He's really funny. And he's got definitely got his own characteristics, and so I just want to take it slow and get to know this little guy and Aww. let him blossom, and as he seems to be doing already. Absolutely. And, uh, and then you know, being able to take him with me everywhere, um, I get to share him with people, and uh, so we're already having fun with that. Well, I am so happy to hear about your good news and your new little buddy, and I hope you have many, many wonderful adventures together in the future. And thanks for spending a little time with us this morning. And I hope you'll keep in touch, Marie. I certainly will let you know how it's going. Wonderful. I'll keep you posted. Great. And we need to take one last break now, but don't go away, because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on K Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Well, if you're not doing anything today, or you can clear your calendar from 10 to 3, then you'll want to head over to Camp Bow Wow in Anaheim for pet first aid and CPR classes. This is the kind of information that every pet owner should know. Camp Bow Wow is located at 1431 North Daly Street in Anaheim. And for more information, surf on over to www.sunnydoginc.com. And that ink is spelled with a K, so S-U-N-N-Y-D-O-G-I-N-K.com. Also, don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. And that's all for me today. Remember, 
pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of The Pet Place here on K Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please stay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.